Freedom Express. I'm your conductor, Josh. Merry Christmas. One of the most entertaining things about politics is, of course, high-profile personalities basically roasting each other, such as Elon Musk torching Senator Warren, calling her Senator Karen recently. That was pretty funny. You didn't see their exchange on Twitter. Well, old, good old Uncle Joe wanted to get in on the banter and recently went after Republicans preparing for next year's midterms. Here's what good old Joe, with his unending wit, roasted the Republicans with. Listen. Now we look at 2022. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, Bal. You're going to in for a problem. Flawless. Get ready, Bal. You're gonna in for a problem. Oh man, I don't even know how to respond to that one. I'm speechless. He really got those Republicans there. More on Biden later, and of course my interview with Representative Norman. Questions, comments, you know where to send them. FreedomExpressPodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at FreedomExpressPodcast. Well, since uh, since we're in the days leading up to Christmas, I tried to search for something not so depressing as the normal ins and outs of politics. Um, it was kind of hard, but I finally found something that was uh, actually kind of interesting. So you remember the tornadoes uh, back a week or two ago that raged through Kentucky? Well, there was a woman in New Albany, Indiana, who found a photograph that had blown onto her windshield. After um, a social media campaign, she found found out who the owner of the photograph was, and this owner had their house destroyed by the tornado, get this, 150 miles away. Yep, that photo had blown 150 miles, and she was able to actually return it to uh, the pre- to the owner of the photo. It was actually taken in the 40s, so it was a pretty old, old photo that uh, seemed like it was still intact, surprisingly, after uh, traveling 150 miles. Pretty interesting stuff. Well, coming up on uh, this episode, President Unity, of course, in his overabundance of hopefulness, gave his message of hope right before Christmas, telling people they'll die. We'll take a look at that. And also, of course, my phone call coming up with U.S. Representative Ralph Norman of South Carolina to talk about the FDA and COVID vaccine mandates. Really interesting stuff all coming up on the Freedom Express. Well, last week was kind of uh, a new a first for me. I had an experience that I had never had before and it will live in infamy, of course. So everyone always remembers their first car accident, right? Now you're saying, Josh, seriously, what are you? you was you've been driving for what two years now, and you're already in your car ex- in your first car accident? Kind of pathetic, right? Well, here's the deal. It wasn't my fault, so I have that going for me. So just briefly to describe uh, how this happened, I'm going in my lane, and some other dude decides to change lanes into me. You know, pretty straightforward stuff, right? Well, not if you're this other guy. He's like, oh, decided to change lanes into me, did you? After we pulled over. And I'm like, excuse me, sir. Pretty sure you ran into me. (laughs) Is that not what you remember? And he's like, no. And so this guy... uh, 
continues uh, telling fibs, even to the cops after they show up, of a story of how I changed lanes into him when just because of physics and the nature of the damage, that's not even possible. So now I'm in the midst of a raging insurance battle that I'm not sure who's going to win because of conflicting stories. Of course, I know as my faithful listeners, you will side with me. I appreciate that so much. Well, in addition to this guy that ran into me, there's somebody else who lied to the American people. That is good old Uncle Joe. Now, at his inauguration, the president of Unity claimed that he was going to become the president of Unity. Did that happen, though? Well, let's listen to what he initially promised. Listen. And so today, at this time, in this place, let's start afresh. All of us, let's begin to listen to one another again, hear one another, see one another, show respect to one another. We can join forces, stop the shouting and lower the temperature. For without unity, there is no peace, only bitterness and fury. Without unity, there is only bitterness and Fury, President Biden cried at his inauguration. Uh, well, about 11 months later, um, those were some nice words, Joe, but he seems to have forgotten all about unity, um, as he seemingly only wants conformity. Uh, Biden had a Christmas message of hope, of course, this past week. Listen to this message for the unvaccinated. So hopeful. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospital will feel soon overwhelmed. Wait, did he just say death for the hospitals? Or is it just illness for the hospitals? I guess I'm confused for that. Well... What a great Merry Christmas wish for uh, from Uncle Joe there. Really appreciate it. Now, now, I just want you to kind of hone in on this fear-mongering. It's almost like he wants to say, I told you so, after this winter is over. He wants to be right. He doesn't... It's not... He's not saying it with hesitation of, you guys got to do this or you're going to die. I want you to not die. It's almost almost threatening, it seems like, in his in his tone. Of course, he's just reading it. He doesn't seem to have thought much about it before uh, saying it. But, but this is the message that the Biden administration is propagating. It's a message of fear. It's not a message of hope, especially around Christmas time. It's not, it's not a message of, oh, we're going to get through this. Oh, we're going to come out on top. Like, you know, maybe a, a good leader would. The best is yet to come. No, 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 that's what a bad leader would say. The best is yet to come. Unrelenting, fateful optimism. It's disgusting, frankly, the hope that President Trump was propagating. But here we have President Biden putting forth just messages of fear. What is gained by instilling fear? You have to ask yourself, what is the purpose of this message? On the surface, it's supposed to cause people to say, oh, well, I don't want to be unvaccinated and therefore automatically die this winter, so I better go get vaccinated. That's on the surface. That's the message that uh, they want to... But there is a deeper uh, message if you look beneath the surface 
of this statement. The only thing to be gained by instilling fear is control. We've talked about this before. The only thing that you can gain from fear is control. Now, let's think about this statement. You are going to die unless, unless you do what we're telling you to do. Being de uh, dead and unvaccinated are going to become synonymous past this winter, according to the Biden administration. And, you know, someone was like really proud of this line that they wrote and wants this message out there because this line resurfaced again, almost exactly verbatim from uh, Biden's uh, White House COVID response coordinator. Listen to this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Thanks, dude. Really appreciate. Be prepared to die is almost almost the, the feeling that I'm getting from the Biden administration here. Conform with what we're saying or be prepared to die. Well, now, what does that sound like? Resistance is futile. Yeah. Sounds like almost every single villain from any sci-fi movie you've ever heard. Anyway, but I digress. So, not only did Biden say this, but his White House COVID response coordinator said this. Whitehouse.gov put it on their website. I'm kind of interested by the fact that verbatim this line is is put out so much. But anyway, uh, meanwhile, Biden uh, and his administration is ignoring the biggest killer out there. It's not COVID. It's not guns. It's not climate change. So fentanyl is the biggest killer for uh, people ages 18 to 45. And by the way, it doubled... Um, the number of deaths from just two years ago to 64,000. 64,000 deaths in the past year from just fentanyl. And we're worried about the Omicron variant that killed one person in Britain? That's what we're concerned about when we have this massive death toll? But no, no, we're worried about mandating the vaccine. For uh, We're worried about the Omicron variant. We're worried about uh, climate change. We're worried about gun control. When 64,000 Americans, this is just Americans, this isn't even global. 64,000 Americans this past year died from fentanyl. Why is this not the big story? Why is this? not what we're focused on. But while Biden focuses on mandates, people are dying in droves. You realize how many people a day, 64,000 in the past year? His main focus is, of course, on the vaccine. Not in, it, by the way, not even in instilling confidence in the vaccine, but mandating trust. Mandating trust is a tool used only by those who can't win trust otherwise. Mandating trust is a tool used only by totalitarian dictators in the past. Is Biden going to follow in their footsteps? But, like, personally, I can say that I want to be able to trust the vaccine. I want to be able to trust the government. 
but the government has not proved itself trustworthy in dealing with the vaccine. For example, a group of doctors filed a freedom of information request for the COVID, uh, for information on the COVID vax. They filed it for the FDA to turn it over. And the, uh, and the purpose of filing this request was not to uncover some deep secret plot, some microchip that was in the COVID vax or something. No, no, that's not the plan of these doctors. The doctors wanted people to have trust in the COVID vax. And they're like, hey, having information readily available will help instill trust. And they'd be right. People would probably be more willing if they knew what was in it. But the FDA said, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a lot of paperwork to go through. We can get the, sure, 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 we'll get the, the information over to you like we're required to do by law because of the Freedom of Information Act. We can get it to you, you in um, 55 years. <laughs> 55 years. This is, this is not a joke, by the way. 55 years is what the FDA is saying is going to take them to go through all this paperwork related to the on the COVID vax. 55 years. By the way, all this paperwork was made in the past year. But no, no, no. It's going to take them 55 years to go through. 55 years. That's ridiculous. Let's talk about this a little more with somebody who is quite passionate about actually this very subject. Joining me now is Congressman Ralph Norman. He's the U.S. Representative from South Carolina's 5th District. Congressman, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome aboard. Well, it's my honor to join you, Joshua. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your time so much. So I wanted to kind of just jump right in here. So a couple of weeks ago, I saw you spoke to Fox News about the FDA's hesitation on releasing the data on related to the COVID vaccines. They're saying, oh, it's going to take them 55 years to go through all this paperwork. Now, why do you suppose that the FDA would say it would take so long to go through that? Well, here's the background, just so your audience, your listeners will know. Uh, you know, any drug has to be approved uh, by the FDA. Mm -hmm. The FDA is part of uh, Health and Human Services. It's a, the tax payers fund this organization, the FDA. The Pfizer submitted all of their, their paperwork as to why the vaccine sh it was effective and should be approved on August 23rd. Uh, on, oh no, May 7th. They submitted to May 7th. It was approved on August 23rd. Now, we start with, well, there's a group of uh, professionals, it's PHMPT, I think, plaintiffs, public health and medical professionals for transparency ask had a FOI uh, request to just get the data to see and just review it. They would not do it. They said it would initially 56 years. And they later um, told a judge that it was going to take 76 years. Oh my. Now, now get this. I think we're in the day and age of emails. I think we're in a day and age of scanning materials and instantly getting the material. The only thing I can figure, they've got something to hide. Mm -hmm. And if if we, if they're asking the American people to put a shot in their arm uh, of a drug that they want to even release the data as far as how it uh, was approved, why it was approved, we've got a problem in this country. And no wonder mm -hmm. the people are upset about and have questions about taking it.
Yeah, definitely. It's It can be a scary place where there's a big lack of transparency. Now, I, I saw that you introduced some legislation to get this information made public a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what updates can you provide us on the battle to get this information out there? Well, my bill would apply to all requests, FOIA requests for COVID vaccine, and not just uh, from the uh, from the medical profession. Uh, we're going any drug that gets approved. We want to see what's. I mean, what have they got to hide? They got fifteen thousand people that the taxpayers pay for, and for them to to have the arrogance to say it's going to take seventy six years, something something is not right. Mm-hmm. And so um, they're being sued by this um, PHMPT group, and rightfully so. But it's a um, it's a travesty. It just adds to the suspicion of why uh, America, the American people, including myself, are very skeptical of what this drug does and why. What have they got to hide? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not their material. It's the it's the public's. It's the taxpayers who paid for it. Yeah, we almost see kind of this this hierarchy of oh, the government thinks that it's better than those uh, the, that make up the constituency, especially in some of these um, executive offices. There, um, I did kind of want to shift gears because you you mentioned like the public. So I, there seems to be a growing public outcry when it comes to vaccine mandates. Now we see these uh, growing in number, especially in like other countries, uh, Europe and so forth, but even in several areas of here in the United States, including uh, President Biden's uh, President Biden's mandates, which seem to be uh, blocked in court at the moment. Uh, What are you personally doing to help Americans, maybe even especially in South Carolina, maintain the ability to make their own decisions? Well, what I'm doing is telling everybody it's their choice. I mean, you shouldn't have to put uh, a vaccine in your body that you're not comfortable with. It's your health. And so what I'm doing is just urging, and Governor McMaster has been great about this, uh, urging freedom. Let the American people decide what they want to do, not just in South Carolina, but all over the country. Mm -hmm. And the courts, you're right, have struck him down. But this administration has no regard for the Constitution. They have no regard for the courts. Uh, Biden is really, he's being manipulated by a cabal of uh, of socialists who, in my opinion, uh, want to overtake this country in a bad way. And this is just another loss of freedom. So I'm urging people to make their own choice, make their voices heard. Um, and in South Carolina, we, we're doing that. But um, And I think Alan Wilson, uh, as attorney general, is making the right calls. But very frustrating that he keeps, uh, even though he's struck down in the courts, he keeps uh, trying to issue mandates that are not legal, constitutionally not. They're taking away our freedoms. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It seems like almost President Biden is concerned with issuing his mandates first and then checking the constitutionality of it later. Do you think that's correct? Well, I don't even think he looks at it. I mean, it's just like the invasion on the border. Uh, he's, he took an oath to uh, protect the uh, citizens of this country. He's not doing it. And uh, he just doesn't, he's tone deaf to it, both him and his vice president who seems to laugh at the matter uh, regardless of what it is but we just fight uh, we gotta get our voices heard and uh, as winston churchill said there's a time 
when doing your best isn't good enough, you got to do what's required. We got to do what's required to keep our freedom or we're going to lose it. Yeah. I mean, I've personally talked to many American uh, just uh, citizens, your constituents, sir, who uh, personally seem frustrated in their lack of ability to fight. Uh, like unconstitutional power grabs, not just necessarily even the federal government, but sometimes on the local level as well. Um, like I know people in North Carolina, etc., other places. Uh, what can individuals themselves do to protect from infringements on their personal rights? Um, I heard I've heard like contact your representatives, but what can like beyond that? What can they do? Well, first of all, and I, every speech I make, I tell the audiences it makes no sense to write Nancy Pelosi expressing your outrage against her uh, or Chuck Schumer or uh, Bernie Sanders. Now, what it does make sense to do is uh, to meet with your local – I mean, we're losing so many freedoms. It's not just the, the this mandate on the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Look at what the looters are doing to our cities. It makes sense to get with your chief of police, get with your sheriff, and say, how can I help? It makes sense to get with the city councils and the county councils and say, we want increases in payments for our law enforcement. If we don't have law enforcement, if we don't have law and order, rather, then that's the basis of our freedom. Uh, If you and I can't go to the uh, store uh, and buy whatever product we choose without being either robbed or uh, people going in the store and looting it like they're doing all over the country, then we, mm-hmm. we're, that's anarchy. That's what they do in Venezuela and Cuba. But the difference is they put it down under socialist socialist regime. We've got to make sure that um, people just can't steal. We've got to make sure the consequences, and we've got to be vocal about it. So I guess to sum it up, take ownership in your town and your community with the school boards. Uh, the school boards are the ones that cause the uh, shift in Virginia to have conservative leadership in the governor's race. Mm-hmm. So we've got, we've got to follow that tag. Okay, awesome. You mentioned just real briefly earlier about uh, the socialist takeover, and a lot of in a lot of socialist theory, uh, that means almost the overthrow of our current system of government. Do you believe that that's where things are headed? The overthrow, perhaps, yes. of our constitution. We will lose our country from to the socialists if we don't start fighting, and by fighting, I mean letting our voices be heard, put people in office that. Uh, value the Constitution. There's no country like America. If we lose America, where do we go? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no country we go to. You've been able to do what you're doing with your podcast and with your uh, your social media. You're not going to have that freedom under socialism. Mm-hmm. So I think we're headed that way. Look at look at the last 12 months. Look at what's happened, and look at the previous 12 months. Um, it, it is a outrage to pay OPEC for our gas and, and oil. I mean, OPEC, if you Google it, is 15 countries. Guess who makes up the OPEC we're paying dollars to? Iraq, Iran, Venezuela, all, you know, dictatorships and, social, and communist countries. It makes no sense. So Americans should be outraged, and I think they are. It's just the velocity that this has hit this country has been astounding. Joe, uh, Joe Biden is a moderate. He is allowing socialists to run the uh the business of america we gotta stop it all right well 
let's keep fighting the good fight then. Thank you so much, Congressman Ralph Norman, for joining me. Um, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, Joshua. Have a great Christmas. You too. Well, that was a pretty great conversation. I did I did want to get to uh, an audience question, though, before I run out of time a little bit here. I have a question here from Amanda, a bit of a lengthy question, but a very, uh, it's a pretty good one, too. Um, so make sure you send in questions, by the way, Freedom Express Podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at Freedom Express Podcast. Well, so here is the question from Amanda. Um, Amanda asks a question based on, um, so, uh, um, there's a Democrat representative, a representative Presley of Massachusetts. So she took to social media, uh, wanting President Biden to basically cancel, uh, student debt for all college students in the U.S. and graduates, um, Presley stated that allowing student debt to continue was a form of violence. Uh, Presley wrote, uh, let's make it plain, student debt is policy violence. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, so uh, Amanda's question basically is surrounding how how does she get away for with such inflated language? Uh, uh, she uh, continues, did colleges and universities seek out potential students and force those students to enroll in courses and take out huge loans? Where is free choice? And where is responsibility of one's action? That is a great question, Amanda. And almost like I don't even need to answer it. You almost answered it with your question there. It is really ridiculous. This whole idea of canceling student debt is why I hear a lot of um, millennials, uh, millennials particularly, voted for Biden. It was because he, they thought that he would cancel their student debt. Now, the thing is, student debt is crippling. Yes, I know. Like, I'm, I'm in college, but the, the thing is, how is it, number one, fair to the universities, fair to anybody else who has already paid their debt, fair to those who paid through with scholarships and whatnot? Now, all this talk of it not of college debt not being fair, but people know what they're taking on when they're going to college. It's not like, oh, out, out of nowhere, this surprise debt came. Yikes, didn't see that one coming. People know what they're taking on. Uh, Amanda asked one more question. Why not cancel all taxes, too? <laughs> Do you think Representative Presley would go for that? And that is the epitome. Why not cancel taxes? People are going to pay more taxes during their lifetime than they're going to pay student debt. Now, uh, why not cancel taxes? Oh, well, that's not realistic. Duh. This whole thing, it's not realistic. Canceling student debt is just as unrealistic as canceling taxes. The government wouldn't be able to function. Well, the universities wouldn't be able to function. The argument is, oh, they would be subsidized by the government, yada yada. Well, that's going to make everybody's taxes skyrocket even more than they're going to already. So it's just an overall bad idea where everybody would have to pay the price for some people to go to college. How is that fair? How is that right? Now, if you choose to donate to sponsor somebody to go to college, that's great. Fantastic. In fact, I'm open if, you, <laughs> if you're wanting somebody. But the thing is, it should be up to individual choice. 
and not mandated by the government. Thank you so much for the question, Amanda. And there's so much more that we can go into related to student debt. And I probably, in the next couple of weeks, I will probably bring it up again because it's such an interesting topic to kind of delve into there. Thank you for the question, Amanda. Make sure you send in more questions, freedomexpresspodcast.gmail.com or on Instagram at freedomexpresspodcast. Well, thank you so much for listening to this special Christmas edition of the Freedom Express. Make sure you tell your friends, share this episode, and always come back next week for more inspired commentary by your handsome host, of course. That's me. (laughs) Okay, also can't say that with a straight face. It's great. And always remember, if you think that um, after Christmas the COVID is going to go away, in the words of President Biden, get ready, Val. You're going to enter a problem. So wise. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. This is the Freedom Experience.